Hi, I'm Dave Isay, founder of StoryCorps. This message comes from NPR sponsor Morgan Stanley. In turbulent times, perspective matters. Their Thoughts on the Market podcast offers concise takes on current events and market implications. Get a fresh perspective every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday where you find podcasts. Over the last 17 years, StoryCorps has been collecting interviews with people from all walks of life. We've heard from 600,000 people at this point, and so it's hard to choose favorites. But one thing that's been clear since day one is that kids always ask the best questions. If an Ice Age happened, like, all of a sudden, what would you do? (laughs) Do you remember what was going through your head when you first saw me? How did you get your bionic hand, Dad? Do you like unicorns? Are you proud of me? How has your life been different than what you thought it was going to be? It's the StoryCorps podcast from NPR. I'm Jasmine Morris, and this week, we're fighting the COVID blues with a little help from our little friends. I am Isaiah D'Angelo Federicks. I am nine years old. Hello, my name is Josiah. My age is seven years old. When these brothers sat down for StoryCorps to interview their dad, Kevin Fredericks, they came with a long list of their own questions. When and where were you born? I was born in El Paso, Texas in 1983 on my grandmother Ruthie's bed. Interesting to know. I did not know that. (laughs) How do you describe yourself as a child? Were you happy? I was a very happy, curious child. There was a lot of playing outside in the hot sun and drinking water from hoses. You drink water out of hoses? Man, I'm learning so much new stuff about you. (laughs) What's the hardest thing about being a dad? The hardest thing about being a dad is having a drink that you want to drink. And small people put their nasty mouth all over it. (laughs) And then whatever they were eating is now in the drink. And then you don't want it anymore. (laughs) Or buying them food and they don't want their food, but they want your food. (laughs) You're just never satisfied. Why can't I be in charge? Because then everything because would be a Because you are missing four teeth, and no one's going to listen to somebody who doesn't have <laughs> teeth in their mouth. <laughs> Why can't I be an animal? You have to take that up with your creator. Why can't we own a roller coaster? <laughs> we can own a roller coaster. We just don't. Okay, then let's do. <laughs> Why do things rhyme? How is he supposed to know that? <laughs> Why can't we have a van? <laughs> Why can't we have a van? You ask him these questions. Why do you want a van? <laughs> Why can't I be more like you? What do you mean? I know I look like you, but more like you. Because you got to be yourself, man. Follow your own path. And enjoy being a kid. (laughs) Being an adult is not as fun as it looks. Enjoy having nothing in your pockets and no (laughs) keys and somebody else being responsible for buying all your food. (laughs) Because one day, you're going to look up and say, man, I had it so easy. Who cut the peanut butter sandwiches in your life? I did. I cut hundreds and hundreds of peanut butter and jelly sandwiches. (laughs) Any more questions? I'm proud of me. Me. I am. <laughs> I'm very proud of you. You're both fantastic children, and I am happy and proud to be your dad. That's Kevin Fredericks with his sons Isaiah and Josiah back in 2017. That same year, the StoryCorps mobile booth traveled more than 4,000 miles from the Gulf Coast of Florida all the way up to Michigan's Great Lakes, recording stories along the way. And when the booth stopped in Bloomington, Indiana, another trio sat down for an interview. 
I'm Maddie, and I'm 10 years old. Hi, my name is Zoe. Hi, I'm Nick. And we're triplets. Even though Maddie, Zoe, and Nick grew up sharing everything, from a birthday to a bedroom, they still had some pressing questions for each other. How do you guys feel about being triplets? Is it nice? Yeah, it's really nice. On the whole, the worst thing is we see each other every day, every minute of every day, so we can argue a lot. Yeah, and precisely because we know each other so well. It kind of makes for very long arguments. Yeah. It is a very rewarding experience. Yes, it is. Sometimes. It's just really helpful when one of us has a problem, like Nick's really good at math and you're really good at reading comprehension and stuff. We pool our resources. One of our greatest strengths is that our friends get extra friends because there's a three-in-one package. But I'm a very quiet person on the whole, so I get kind of reserved and nervous when I'm meeting new people, especially. Hmm. You're a little bit of an introvert, you'd say? Maybe. Have you ever felt that the house is crowded? Because you have two siblings, two parents, and three cats, and one cat in heaven. Not at all. Cats aren't very substantial. Not really. I've sometimes felt that way, but since we're getting new rooms in a couple months, we're going to be all by ourselves. How do you feel about that? Mixed emotions. I don't know how I feel. I'm kind of happy, but I always enjoyed having you two to talk to. Yeah, It's going to be a hard transition for me because I myself am not much for being alone. Yeah. And since I've had you all my life, I've had two other friends, even when I didn't have any friends. It's really been nice. Yeah, it's been so nice. I think having siblings my age gives me an open attitude toward life and people in general. I just wanted to say you guys mean a lot to me, and I wanted to thank you for being here. That's 10-year-old triplets Maddie, Zoe, and Nick Waters for StoryCorps in Bloomington, Indiana. We'll be back after this short break. Stay with us. This message comes from NPR sponsor, The Chinette Brand, providing durable, trusted products that let you enjoy every moment of your get-togethers, traditional or not. From gathering go-tos like Chinette Classic White Plates and Cut Crystal Cups to morning-to-goes in Chinette Comfort Cup Hot Cups. When it comes to sharing good company, The Chinette Brand has your table covered. Plus, get everything you need without leaving home. Chinette products are available through your favorite retailer or grocery stores online for delivery right to your door. It feels like nothing in the news these days makes any sense. So Hassan Minhaj turned to his father and his faith for answers. He said, don't worry about the number of questions, just worry about which questions become more clear and solidified. Comedian Hassan Minhaj on how his spirituality is getting him through. Listen and subscribe to It's Been a Minute from NPR. Welcome back. Sometimes interviews with kids can be tricky. They can get bored or fidgety. But six-year-old Jerry Morrison isn't your average kid. He's obsessed with outer space and can talk about it for hours, especially when he's speaking with his uncle Joey Jefferson, a mission operations engineer at NASA. 
Why do you like space so much? Uh, there's so much sights to see. Nebulas, hot Jupiters, and supernova remnants. Yes. They look so beautiful. You know how I fell in love with space? My mom gave me a really cool space shuttle. You would wind it back and then... Uh, I have that. You have that. So I remember playing with that all the time, and I wanted to become a pilot. I used to fly planes when I was 17 years old. And then after that, I started commanding spacecraft at NASA. Have you ever been to space? I have not, but it's a dream of mine. I want to live on another planet. Another planet? Like, what kind of planet would you live on? <sighs> of course, everybody's going to say Mars, right? You're going to say Mars? No. Kepler-452b. Oh, yeah. So Kepler-452b is your favorite planet. You know what we call those? Exoplanets. And there's actually, we estimate to be trillions of galaxies out there. So there's a lot of stars and a lot of exoplanets that we got to find. <laughs> and so we need people like you to keep doing what you're doing. And it's one thing to get to this place where you know all this knowledge, but it's another thing to teach the knowledge. Yeah. So you were in kindergarten and you taught the fifth graders, right? Yeah. How did you like that? It was a big opportunity for me. I, like, taught all the planets. It was awesome. <laughs> How do you feel when we visit each other and we get to talk about space? It feels good. I learned from you a lot. Like, more than I could imagine. You're my favorite person to talk about space, too. You know that? Yeah. And you're learning so much by yourself, too, that you're teaching me as well. And that's <laughs> cool. really cool. The more you learn, the more we realize the little things in life we take for granted are the very things that make life possible. So when I look up in the stars, I think about that. That is pretty cool. My hope is that you are always going to be doing and learning about the things that you love the most. You can do whatever you want, but in the future, I think you're going to go to Kepler-452b. That's Joey Jefferson and his nephew, six-year-old Jerry Morrison, contemplating the cosmos for StoryCorps in Los Angeles, California. Our final story comes from Joshua Littman and his mother, Sarah, two stars in their own right, at least within the StoryCorps galaxy. The first time they recorded with us in 2006, Josh was in middle school and having a tough time socially. He has a form of autism that can make it difficult for him to pick up on social cues. But at StoryCorps, no topic was off limits. From a scale of 1 to 10, do you think your life would be different without animals? I think it would be an 8 without animals because they add so much pleasure to life. How else do you think your life would be different without them? I could do without things like cockroaches and snakes. Well, I'm okay with snakes as long as they're not venomous or like can constrict you or anything. Yeah, I'm not a big snake person. But cockroach is just the insect we love to hate. Yeah, it really is. Have you ever felt like life is hopeless? Um, when I was a teenager, I was very depressed. And I think that can be quite common with teenagers who think a lot, you know, and are perceptive. Am I like that? You were very much like that. Do you have any mortal enemies? I would say my worst enemy is sometimes myself. But I, I don't think I have any mortal enemies. Have you ever lied to me? Hmm. I probably have, but I try not to lie to you, even though sometimes the questions you ask make me uncomfortable. Like when we go on our walks, some of the questions I might ask. Yeah, but you know what? I feel it's really special that you and I can have those kind of talks, even if sometimes I feel myself blushing a little bit. Have you ever thought you couldn't cope with having a child? 
<laughs> I remember when you were a baby, you had really bad colic, so you would just cry and cry. And What's I didn't colic? Know what... It's when you get this stomach ache and all you do is scream for like four hours Even a night. Even louder than Amy does? You were pretty loud, but Amy's was more high-pitched. I think it feels like everyone seems to like Amy more, like she's like the perfect little angel. Well, I can understand why you think that people like Amy more. And I'm not saying it's because of your Asperger's syndrome, but being friendly comes easily to Amy. Whereas I think for you, it's more difficult. But the people who take the time to get to know you love you so much. Like Ben or Eric or Carlos. Yeah. and Like I have better quality friends, but less quantity. I, w- I wouldn't judge the quality, but I think... I mean, like, first day was like, Amy loved Claudia, then she hated Claudia, she loved Claudia, yeah, pa- then you know she what? hated part of, Claudia. Part of that's a girl thing, honey. The important thing for you is that you have a few very good friends, and really that's what you need in life. Did I turn out to be the son you wanted when I was born? Like, did I meet your expectations? And You've exceeded my expectations, sweetie, because... You know, sure, you have these fantasies of what your child's going to be like, but you have made me grow so much as a parent because you think— Well, I was the one who made you a parent. You were the one who made me a parent. That's a good point. But also because you think differently from, you know, what they tell you in the parenting books. Yeah. I really had to learn to think out of the box with you, and it's made me much more creative as a parent and as a person. And I'll always thank you for that. And that helped when Amy was born. And that helped when Amy was born. But you were just so incredibly special to me. And I'm so lucky to have you as my son. That was Sarah and Josh Littman, whose interview was turned into one of StoryCorps' very first animated shorts. They also recorded two more times over the years. To hear those updates and to watch the animation, head over to our website, storycore.org. There, you can also find out how to record your own interview, even while social distancing, using our new digital platform, StoryCore Connect, which allows people to have a StoryCore conversation remotely during the COVID-19 pandemic. This episode of the StoryCorps podcast was produced by Sylvie Lubau and Judd S.D. Kendall, edited by me, Jasmine Morris. Our technical director is Jarrett Floyd, who also wrote and produced our theme song. Our fact checker is Natsumi Ajisaka. Special thanks to facilitators Mitra Bonchahi, Savannah Winchester, and Emily Jansen, as well as producers Michael Garofalo and Lina Anwar. This episode is dedicated in loving memory of Lina, who even in the toughest circumstances showed us how to stay young at heart. For the StoryCorps podcast, I'm Jasmine Morris. Thanks for listening. This podcast is brought to you by supporters of StoryCorps, an independently funded nonprofit organization, and is made possible in part by the Corporation for Public Broadcasting, a private corporation funded by the American people.